Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, I'm going to be going over a couple things uh, that's going on this past week. NBA scores, uh, Brady officially announcing his retirement, Brian Flores situation, the Washington football team have a new f- name you know, going on forward, and the All-Star Game reserves for the Eastern and Western Conference has been revealed, and a couple of other things. Of course, New Music Friday going over a couple of releases that were dropped last week. But of course, let's start off with our NBA scores. Let's start off first with on Monday, on January 31st, we had the Cavaliers defeating the Pelicans 93 to 90. We had the Pacers defeating the Clippers 122 to 116. We had the Grizzlies losing to the Sixers 122 to 119 in overtime. The Knicks defeating the Kings 116 to 96. The Heat losing to the Celtics 122 to 92. Also had the Raptors defeating the Hawks 106 to 100. The Warriors defeating the Rockets 122 to 108. We had also the Thunder defeating the Blazers 98 to 81. So on Tuesday, February 1st, we had the Pelicans defeat the Pistons 111 to 101. We had the Wizards losing to the Bucks 112 to 98. We had the Raptors defeating the Heat 110 to 106. We had the Timberwolves beating the Nuggets 130 to 115. We also had the Bulls defeat the Magic 126 to 115. We had the Warriors defeating the Spurs 124 to 120. We also had the Suns to take down the Brooklyn Nets, who have been struggling uh, as of recent. They're on a six-game losing streak at the moment. So yeah, Nets are not doing good right now, flooded with injuries. But they took the L against Phoenix 121 to 111. <clears throat> on Wednesday, February 2nd. The Magic, they defeated the Pacers 119-118. The Wizards defeat the Sixers 106-103. The Grizzlies defeat the Knicks 120-108. The Hornets defeat the... No, the Celtics defeat the Hornets 113-107. The Rockets defeat the Cavaliers 115-104. The Thunder defeat the Mavericks 120-114. In overtime, the Knicks... Not the Nets, excuse me. The Nets, they lose to the Kings 112 to 101. The Jazz defeat the Nuggets 108 to 104. And the Lakers defeat the Blazers 99 to 94. On Thursday, February 3rd, we had the Timberwolves. They defeat the Pistons 128 to 117. We had the Heat defeat the Spurs 112 to 95. We had the Bulls losing to the Raptors in overtime 127 to 120. We also had the Hawks breaking down their the Suns' 11-game winning streak, snapping their winning streak, uh, 124 to 115. The Kings they lose to the Warriors, 126 to 114, and the Lakers they lose to the Clippers, 111 to 110. Um, yeah, Lakers have also been pretty struggling at the moment as well. And then yesterday, Friday, February 4th, with the Cavaliers take down the Hornets, 102 to 101. The Bulls take down the Pacers, 122-115. The Celtics defeat the Pistons, 102-93. The Raptors defeat the Hawks, 125-114. The Spurs defeat the Rockets, 131-106. The Jazz defeat the Nets, 125-102. The Pelicans defeat the Nuggets, 113-105. The Sixers, they lose to the Mavericks, 98-107. And then the Thunder defeat the Blazers, 96-93. And so there's six games today on Saturday, February 5th. So the Grizzlies, they were able to defeat the Magic 135-115. The game ended like an hour ago. 
And right now, the Suns and the Wizards are taking on uh, the 59 to 32 right now, Phoenix in halftime. And then right now, 46 to 51 between the Heat and the Hornets. Heat up by five. No, the Hornets, excuse me, are up by five. The Heat are down by five at halftime, 51 to 46. And at 8.30, should be starting soon, the Knicks versus the Lakers in L.A., Bucks versus Blazers, and then Thunder versus Kings. And then for tomorrow, we have the Nets, Nuggets, Sixers, Bulls, Pacers, Cavs, Hawks, Mavericks, Magic, Heat, uh, no, excuse me, Magic, Celtics, Pistons, Wizards, Rockets, Pelicans, and Bucks, Clippers. So those are the games for today and for tomorrow. We'll go over the standings on Monday when I go over it again. Uh, number one seed right now, the Bulls, uh, you know, the Heat are in number two right now. They're half a game behind, but right now the Eastern Conference is wide the fuck open. A lot of teams could really get in that, uh, play in tournament or a lot of teams could even just within one, two games of a six fifth seed from being, you know, the 10th seed. I mean, I think the, I mean, the Hawks are right now eight games away from being the number one seed and they're in the 10th. They're really at the end of the play-in tournament, but within just eight games, they can be the number one seed at the moment. It is actually very, very close with how like the first 10 teams in the NBA in the Eastern Conference are really close and neck and neck. So a lot of these teams could alternate. I think more in the Western Conference, I think really it's going to stick by between Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, Utah, and Dallas as the top five. I think that's pretty much just like the, the guarantee. Between 6 and 10, you know, with the Nuggets, Wolves, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, and even the Pelicans and the Spurs can get in. And shit, maybe even the Kings, because they're not even that far off, too, from the playing tournament. They still are, there's still a lot of things going on. I mean, even, in, I guess, the Thunder Rockets, even though they're not making the postseason, obviously, maybe even the playing tournament. Yeah, I don't know, man. They could actually make do something. But we'll have to wait and see. Those are currently the NBA standing at right now. Now, let's go over uh, first headline we had earlier this week. So last weekend, last Saturday, uh, we heard rumors and, well, apparently it was information that was given a little too early. Uh, most outlets uh, reported that Tom Brady officially retired, but officially wasn't official to Brady because he never told Tampa Bay, Bill Belichick, anybody that he was retiring, but people got the news quicker than expected and pretty much ruined the surprise. But then eventually, Tom Brady went on Instagram, posted his official retirement. So we can officially say now that he's officially retired after 22 years in the NFL. Um, yeah, man, 22 years in the NFL. If you want to see his you know, post, what he said about his retirement, it's on Instagram. Uh, it's a lot, it's a lot to say. So, uh, and, I, and I'm not going to read the whole fucking thing. I actually did read it on my own already. I don't know. I don't know how I really just had the time to read the whole damn thing, but you know, I did. But if you want to read it, just go on Instagram on his page and you can see his retirement post there because you're not going to hear everything that I say, just speaking on it from now. But yeah, man, retiring after 22 years, seven Super Bowl wins. This is Tom Brady, man. We will never have a player like Tom Brady, despite if you hate this man. You know, how many times have I despised this man? How many times have I went up against him? You know, prayed for his downfall low-key sometimes, you know, at least in games. It was never, and it was always about football. It was nothing personal or anything, obviously. But, you know, uh, you know, he, 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 he's, he's always dominated against your favorite team. 
So it's fair to say that Brady is hated from every, from fans, you know, from every team because you know, especially the Bills, man. Oh my God, I think I, I think they're thirty three. The Brady is thirty three and three against the Bills, man. That is crazy. He only lost to the Bills three times in his entire career. That's that's insane, man. And that and that's a team that he's played every year because obviously, well, you know, they played in the same division for twenty. Freaking years, man. And so, insane. Insane. So, yeah. Brady, you know, hopefully you enjoy your retirement, man. Um, I don't know what he will be doing. If he's just going to be chilling. I don't think Brady is like that. I don't think he's going to be chilling. I think he's going to be still be grinding. Starting his own business. I don't know. Uh, maybe he becomes a commentator, analysis. Or, you know, a businessman wants to be like Michael Jordan. Become an owner of a, of a, of a football team. I don't know. <laughs> will be the new president for the commanders. I don't know, bro. We'll have to wait and see what Brady does in his retirement. Uh, but, you know, he'll still have the spotlight. But next year, it's going to be very different, man. Next year's going to be very different without Brady, without Big Ben, um, without Drew Brees. I mean, this is the first year without Drew Brees since, you know, 2000, what, 2004, 2003. So, yeah, it's been a while. And those three quarterbacks, man, all Hall of Famers. I mean, we still have Aaron Rodgers, you know, who's probably the best you know, QB right now, um, still has a couple years left in him, but shit, you know, it, it might not even be him in Green Bay. Maybe that's going to change. Maybe he's going to be playing for another team next year. So we won't even see potentially, you know, uh, we potentially might not even see Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay ever again, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, man. The off season is getting very, very close. The Super Bowl is next Sunday. The Pro Bowl is tomorrow. I might watch it, honestly. I have nearly nothing to do tomorrow. I'm probably just going to, like, you know, go to the park and then after just watch some football, I guess. Even though it's the Pro Bowl, uh, the skills showdown was Thursday. I kind of saw a little bit of it. I saw the dodgeball, you know, kind of fun. But I didn't really see the whole thing because it's kind of like they, they posted, like, at 8, at 7 o'clock, I think it starts. But it's pretty much, like, old recordings and stuff. It's, it's like, earlier in the day. Because then it gets dark and I don't know what what's live or not. It's a pre-recorded thing, like it's not really, but it is what it is. Whatever. I might see this the, the Pro Bowl, uh, tomorrow. But the Super Bowl man next week is about to be lit. Whether I watch it at home, whether I watch it at a, whether we watch it at a fucking Super Bowl party, at someone else's crib, whatever. We gonna have you having a blast watching Bengals Rams take on. So yeah, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I'm excited for that. Uh, and already something I already mentioned, but the Washington football team, well, they have officially announced and selected their new name from now on. Don't call them the Redskins because you're racist. Don't call them the Washington football team because we know that they're a football team. Call them the Washington Commanders. That's right. The Washington Commanders. That is their new name. That they're going to be going in for it. I'm looking at their logos and their uniforms. And honestly, the logo is all right. It's pretty much just the same. And Washington, there's another design logo. Is it this going to be the this going to be the regular logo? There's one that I don't think it's going to be the one on the helmet. But I think it's going to be the one on the jerseys and on the shirts and shit. But I don't know. The uniforms, I mean, they, they look pretty similar to the Washington football team uniforms. There's really nothing different. It's just the name and uh, 
And yeah, and well, obviously, you know, uh, I think a lot of people have been pretty much shitting on the name Commanders. Personally, I don't mind the name. I don't actually hate it. I think everybody making memes about the Washington Cummies, the Cummings, the Commies. I don't know. Not I don't would I wouldn't say like the team name is probably one of the worst in the league. I think most people are just kind of kind of shitting on it for really no reason. I mean, Washington is a very shitful place, you know, in 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 their ownership and and just what the team is in general. They're like all over the place and they're one of those difficult teams to see in the league to like succeed. Um right now they're just in a very weird spot. They have a lot of great talented players obviously, but with shitty ownership and with you know a lot of other people behind that it it could it could really make this this new team the the commanders just look a little bit more you know awful i i just kind of i just i don't really see uh i don't really see how really this impacts i mean again it's just a new name it's really nothing crazy commanders i i did like when they had when they had red wolves as one of the options as the name change i did actually like that more than the commanders but I don't actually hate the Commanders. It does sound cool, but people shitting on it. Well, that's going to last for a little bit. Next week, people are going to forget about it. Um, and honestly, we have we, we honestly do have way worse teams with a shittier name, shittier logo. I mean, come on, the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that's the most obvious answer. Like, you're named after a, a great head coach, a legendary head coach, Jim Brown, obviously. You know, that's the honor of being a Cleveland Brown. But the helmet, it is an orange helmet. Oh my god, that is so special. And the uniforms are booty cheeks. Or actual ass juice. Actual shit, I'm sorry. My fucking god. Uniforms and logo, it is just generic and ass. The name, I'm not going to shit on too much on the, on the Browns. Because they honor Jim Brown, but still. I don't know. I wouldn't I, honestly. I wouldn't really feel cool about it, even if they, if some team was called what the New Jersey Brady's. I don't know about that. Like, but then I gotta guess it fits. This is a, a historic franchise, and you know. But it is what it is. It's that's they're Washington Cummies. Washington Cummies. That's that's what the fuck they're called now. Anyways, um, let's get into the NBA All Star Game reserves. So we had the starters announced last week. Which was obviously Giannis, Steph, Demar, Joel, Jokic, Ja, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young, KD, and LeBron. So those are the uh, obviously the starters. But now let's talk about the reserves. Let's talk about the reserves in the Eastern Conference. We have Jimmy Butler, we have Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Fleet. So. I do agree for the most part. Jimmy Butler, definitely an all-star. Levine, Tatum, uh, Darius Garland has been very good. That's been a huge piece on why. That's been a huge reason um, why the Cavaliers are even third in the East right now. Why they have, have been, been pretty good without Colin Sexton due to injury. 
Evan Mobley, Darius Garland has stepped up for this Cleveland team. And a surprise, a lot of people, they're doing a lot better right now. They're looking better than most super teams like the fucking LA Lakers and maybe even the Brooklyn Nets. It's insane that I'm about to say that really the Nets are looking worse than the Cavaliers because I would have never thought I would ever fucking say that coming out of my mouth. But that's what it looks like right now, uh, at least right at this very moment. And well, yeah. Darius Garner has been a huge reason, so definitely well-deserved. James Harden has been very up and down. And recent news that he's just frustrated with his role, even though he's the starting point guard of the team. But anyways, I don't know, I don't know how you can really be uh, frustrated with that type of position that you're in. But anyways, uh, so, you know, he's been having an up-and-down year. Sometimes you can't trust him, sometimes you could, but I don't know. Uh, Chris Middleton has been good, but I think a lot of people have been saying he shouldn't deserve it. Honestly, I haven't really seen Chris Middleton play that much this year, so I can't really say much. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Chris Middleton is that guy, man. I, I think even if he's probably not having the best year this year, has he really been that terrible that most people don't even say he's even all-star worthy? I don't know. But what do worries me is though, no LaMelo Ball. That is a big snub here. LaMelo Ball is a huge, huge snub. I have no idea why he's not here in the All-Star game. That's just kind of shocking to me. Uh, especially over Fred Van Fleet. Has he also been pretty good this year? I mean, I've seen him go off on, I've you know, uh, against Miami, he had a good game. Against Philly, like a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks where I've actually since been seeing Fred Van Fleet has been going been going crazy, but he's been doing this all year. Honestly, I haven't really seen that much from Van Fleet, but you know, he has been great. Jason Tatum has been good, even though the Celtics have kind of been disappointing, but still Tatum is still you know very good. So I'm not surprised by that. So Middleton, I don't know why a lot of people are shitting on this man for being an all-star. I mean, he's he's that guy. I mean, he was a huge piece and huge huge reason why they were able to win the championship last year. While the Bucks are here as you know the, the champions, the defending champions. So I don't know, but maybe he just hasn't been that impressive. Maybe Giannis has been you know carrying this team. Drew Holiday also kind of he. I think he also deserves to be an All Star as well. He's also been pretty good too, but not sure. I'm not sure why, but yeah, those are the reserves right there for the Eastern Conference. For the Western Conference reserves, we had Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. So yeah, Devin Booker, Luka, Rudy, Donovan, Chris Paul, Cat. I think we all know why. They've all been playing great. Draymond Green as well, like he's been a great player, arguably Defensive Player of the Year right now. As he's definitely up there. Um, so yeah, I think the West makes a lot of sense. I think Booker has been playing great. Luka, he was struggling a little bit in the, in the beginning of the year. But he's been picking it up. He's been playing great. The Mavericks do need help a lot. And Luka does need, need a lot of help. Because the Mavericks, without Luka, I just think they're just a very poorly managed team. So... Without Luka, I don't know if they're going to even make it far without the playoffs if, you know, if they're just going to rely too much on Luka. But I don't know if he's carrying the team so far. So, shit, you know, something's working. Rudy, you know, always up there in Defensive Player of the Year talks. He's doing his thing. Stays consistent. Um, Same with Draymond Green. He's been playing great. Donovan Mitchell, come on. Utah has been great this year as well. Chris Paul, CP3. They're the best team in the league right now. 
and he's obviously still a huge reason why. Chris Paul may not put the best points and may not score crazy numbers, but gets the job done, puts enough points, assists, rebounds, plays the whole game efficiently, shoots the ball very well. Those fadeaways are undefeated. You know, this man can do it all. He's a true leader, so obviously no doubt that he's a reserve. Shit, man. <laughs> Wouldn't even be surprised if he was a starter too, but, you know, still he's going to play in the game, so in the end it doesn't really matter to me, but... And then Cat Carlton Towns, he's been dominant as well. The Timberwolves have been a bit better than expected. I didn't think they were gonna be terrible, but I didn't think they were gonna be what like they're like in the they're not in the playing right. They're like in the playoffs actually. Like they're oh no, they're seventh. They're at the top of the playing. They're twenty seven and twenty five right now. Uh, but they've actually been playing. But I mean, shit, they're playing better than the Lakers, the Clippers. Damn. That's crazy. Two LA, both LA teams in the play-in tournament, and we kind of expected these teams to be top eight, at least out of that play-in, or at least the six, seven. Oh shit! Oh damn. Okay, I'm watching the Heat Hornets game, and I saw Bam on the floor. Damn, that was a hard-ass foul. He's good. He's good. Right? Yeah. Free throws. Damn, that was a hard-ass hit. Fuck. Anyway, anyways, back to back to the T Wolves. Yeah. So they're seventh. 27 25 they're not doing bad at all right now and so and so yeah those are the those are the starters and those are the reserves for the all-star game the player pool when team lebron and team durant they get to pick who's their squad who are they going to be playing with that will be on thursday february 10th at 6 30 on tnt so that, the all-star game will be on the 20th of, of february so that will be in two weeks from now so, yeah, I'm excited for, for the All-Star game as well. After the Super Bowl, the next week All-Star game. So, definitely excited. Who's Is anybody performing for the All-Star game this year? I don't know. Who's who's performing for the All-Star game this year? Oh, shit. Isn't today the All-Star game for the NHL? Or did it already happen? Is it tonight or did it happen? Because yesterday they were doing like the... Uh, they were doing like the skills competition, I think. NHL All-Star game 2022. Um... Oh, oh, wait, it already finished. Okay, so it said the Metropolitan, the Metropolitan, Polit, 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 Politian, Polit, Metropolitan defeats Central to win 2022 NHL All-Star Game. Okay, so the Metropolitan won the, uh, they won the All-Star Game. The skills competition was yesterday. Okay, okay, who's performing for the NBA All-Star Game? Like halftime. Halftime. Nobody, nobody, nobody knows. Like who's who's performing? What the fuck? Okay, all star game events. So, all right. So then, on the eighteenth, we have the celebrity all star game, the rising stars game, and then on Saturday we have obviously the 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 top, the skills challenge, the three point contest, the slam dunk. There's gonna be like a a classic, like a game, like NBA versus HBU, Morgan State, Howard University. Okay. And then we're going to have, at 12, it's going to be a Legends Brunch. And 2, it's going to be the G League Next Gen Game, G, G League Unite, Cleveland Charge, and then the All-Star Game at 8. But who's performing? Y'all not telling me who's performing. Do they not know or anything? Whatever, bro. I'll just figure it out when, when it happens. All right? It is what it is. Anyways, um, let's go over the, uh, let's go over New Music Friday. Let's go over New Music Friday, and then we can end it off with the last news, uh, 
Oh, actually, let me just let's just talk about the Brian Flores situation. So yeah, let's talk about Brian Flores. Then we can end it off with the music. Um. So yeah, Brian Flores. As if you don't know, if you're not aware, he was the coach for the Miami Dolphins, who was just fired about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Um. But this week, uh, he was. Well, he was he sued. Basically, he sued the NFL. He's suing the NFL at this current moment. It's a developing story that's still going on. And files a lawsuit against the NFL due to... Well, again, this is this is kind of what's going on with... Really, what, what's going on with his decision and why he's really going into depth and how he's suing the NFL. But it just says here that pretty much the whole incident uh it's just it's still going it's still going but anyways this is this is this is what the article says okay let me just read the whole fucking thing okay so brian flores sues nfl three teams as former miami dolphins coach alleges racism in hiring practices and so brian flores has sued the nfl and three teams the dolphins broncos and giants alleging discrimination regarding his interview process with Denver and in New York, and his firing last month by Miami. The 58-page lawsuit was filed in Manhattan Federal Court Tuesday and seeks class action status. Flores allegedly that alleges that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to tank on purpose or unpurposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019 with Ross allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. Flores said that as a team, one games late in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Gear told Ross that he was mad that the on-field success was promising the team's draft position. All right, so let's just stop there. What's going on? Brian Flores is getting told from the owner, Stephen Ross, that if he continues to lose games, he gets paid a hundred k every time they lose, so they can get a better draft pick, and they get in a better position to get a high pick, and so we basically tank on purpose, which definitely felt in twenty nineteen we were definitely doing that, so I wouldn't even be surprised if this is true. And then kind of goes off and says, "Oh, when they were winning the last couple games." Of that season in 2019, when they weren't, they were actually trying to win games. He got upset that their success was basically risking the fact that they would have gotten a higher draft pick, but still ended up getting the sixth overall pick and drafting Tua. So either way, it didn't really matter too much. Additionally, Flores alleges that Ross pressured him to recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of the 2019 season, which obviously ended up being Tua, which the coach refuses. As so as to not violate the NFL's tampering rules. Ross then allegedly invited Flores onto a yacht for lunch in the winter of 2020, where he informed it that the QB was conventionally arriving at the marina uh, for an impromptu meeting. Flores refused the meeting and left the yacht. Afterward, Flores alleges uh, he was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-complaint uh, and difficult to work with. He was fired January 10th, despite recording the Dolphins' first back-to-back winning season since 2003, obviously being 10-6 in 2020 and 9-8 in 2021. 
Uh, he also alleged that the Giants interviewed him last month for their hiring, for their head coach hiring, for no other reason than compliance for with the NFL's Rooney Rule, which requires teams to interview minority candidates for their open positions. The league has amended that rule in recent years and says that teams must hold an in-person interview at at least one external uh, minority candidate for any general manager or head coach opening. And he also spoke with the Giants via Zoom on January 18th prior to the, to the, to the team hiring former Buffalo Bills assistant general manager Joe Sheen. As its GM on January 23rd, he said that the next day Sheen finalized his interview date for January 27th. And his Giants co-director of the player personnel, Tim Darnold, Texas Flores, saying that he can help. Uh, he hoped that he could come in and win the fucking job. And then, however, hours later, Flores' lawsuit alleges he received a series of text messages from Patriots coach Bill Belichick who under Flores worked with for 10 years in New England. In those texts, Bilicek told Flores he had heard from Buffalo and New York that they are their guy, that you are their guy. And so, yeah, and then, of course, eventually said Bill Belichick acknowledged his error and informed that he was talking about Giants wanted ragdoll. Sorry, I fucked this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think that they're naming Brian Deball. Sorry about that. Bill Belichick allegedly texted. Uh, Flores allegedly uh, alleges that his 27th interview, in his January 27th interview with the Giants, which satisfied the, Ro the Roney rule because he was the first minority candidate to, to interview in person, was a sham. Okay, so basically, he was alleging the Giants, Dolphins, Broncos for having a form of racism or in any type of discrimination. Um, in those interviews that he was with or just felt like something was was off-putting in that. So I did say when he, got when he got fired from the Dolphins, it was a very surprising, very unexpected move. Nobody expected that Brian Flores was going to get fired, at least after having back-to-back -back winning seasons. Yes, not making the playoffs, but still heading putting the Dolphins into a bright future, giving them at least something to be proud of because in, in the next couple of years where they could finally not be able to just stop winning games and continuing playing at their best to get better and better and to eventually win a damn Super Bowl at some point. But obviously when he got fired last month, everybody in Miami was like, what the fuck? What was this about? Why did this happen? What what is the reason? Why did we fire him? He was probably the he's the best thing we've had since fucking Dan Marino. Are we are we gonna go Dan Marino? Are we really gonna say Dan Marino before Brian Flores? That was the last. That was the greatest thing we've had. I would say so at this point because the Dolphins have been pure trash and mediocrity for the past fifteen years before Brian Flores was on that team. Just despiteful team. Decent quarterbacks, awful quarterbacks, awful head coaches, mediocre ass head coaches. We would be just in the middle of mediocrity or just pure garbage. We would never be somewhere near the playoffs. 2016 Tannehill had a decent year. We had a decent we had a good defense and we were lucky to even be in the playoffs in 2016. But we got fucked over by Pittsburgh. So at the end of the day, nothing really ended that in a good result. But at least we even made it there.
somehow. But yeah, Brian Flores was the best thing that happened in Miami. And obviously kind of me making a valid reason why he was fired. I didn't really want to say that racism was probably the biggest reason he got fired. But I wasn't generally like surprised or I wasn't really like off putting by saying, you know, honestly, that could be a huge reason. That could be a huge reason why he got fired. It kind of sounds ridiculous the way I was thinking, oh, it had to be racist. It had to be because he's a black head coach. Well, but then I'll be like, then why would they hire him in the first place? Oh, because it, it's a it's a it's a rule. They had to have these minority groups. They had to hire at least a couple black coaches in the league. Because how many black coaches do we have in the league besides Brian Flores now? Mike Tomlin? Who else do we have? Who else do we have? Um, Hugh Jackman. Who Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackson, who also, by the way, um, in 2016-2017, he said that he wasn't paid to lose NFL games, but his situation had similarities to Brian Flores. So basically, Hugh Jackson had, uh, he wasn't exactly, was didn't say that he was going to get paid to lose games, but basically they wanted him to just teach, coach, where we go, wherever we go. But anyways, it is just just do it. We suck, we suck. It is what it is. We get a high draft pick. We can draft, you know, great prospects and then make this team better. But it was really just a situation between really what happened with Brian Flores. It's just kind of going off against it. But look, all, all this going on, right, and all this happening between Brian, Brian Flores putting out this lawsuit, that tells a lot about the NFL. I think Brian Flores putting this out was a huge move um, and a massive move for him just to prove the NFL's point. Are they really just a bunch of fucking owners that just put these black coaches, these African-American coaches, to play, to teach, to coach the game of football, but then when they offer them this, they got to take that prize because they're the owners and they get to do whatever the fuck they want. They have all the money so they could just screw over the coaches and just make the decision for them. Or at least give them a decision to make. But the coaches, nine out of ten times, are not going to take that money and sacrificing L's after L's just for the money. Coaches want to win. They want to win a super. Most co- I'm speaking for most coaches, right? I'm not a fucking coach myself, obviously. But if I was... Why the hell would I want to get this extra treatment, getting paid more money to take more else? To get a to get a better future? If we can start developing these players now instead of sacrificing money for y'all and give and, and in return I'm getting L's. Oh, but I get paid. I'm already getting paid enough money. Whatever. If if you want to get still wanna if you're still unsatisfied with how much you're getting paid, that's your problem. Whatever. I'm not gonna go too much in that because that's not the point. But what it is with Brian Flores speaking out about this says that the NFL, we could we could say that there's definitely owners, definitely people in the management that are fucking racist. We're not we're we're not gonna point that out directly to whoever because we don't know who it is. We don't know, exa- but just in general, it's very easy to point out. 
And we could tell that that's, that's a huge problem. And we could tell that that's a huge thing behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe we don't, we don't recall these players, these owners or the people behind the teams or the presidents or the general managers. We don't want to say that they are this because we're just accusing at this point. We don't know. But being like just hearing the news that he got fired and you had you literally have no idea why. It doesn't really give you a real reason why. Yes, there could have been something off about their agreements. They couldn't agree on this. They couldn't agree on that. But th- that, that could have been handled a little bit differently. They fired him. Something else must have happened. They, 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 they must have had multiple disagreements. But that didn't mean, oh, that led to him getting fired after what he's done two years in Miami. What he could have done if he, got, if he didn't get fired. It would have been a different situation. And so systemic racism is still a huge thing. Obviously in the fucking world and in this country. And in the league, it's just it just shows that that's probably what is going on behind the scenes. And there's so much more than that. There's so much more than that in what the league wants to do and what they want to work on and what they want to put out and what they want to have, their own message and what they want to, you know, send over and tell what the coaches they got to do. You know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, they got all the money in the world. They're fucking billionaires. Nah, and they don't mind spending that shit. They definitely don't mind spending that shit, but they just want to sacrifice. And like, first, you know, like if I was getting offered that much money to take L's, like at this point, what would be the reason for me to take the job, man? Like, I'm not out here to purposely lose games. Most coaches in the league are not here to pur- purposely lose games. For more money? Great. 100K. I mean, shit. To me, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of fucking money. My God, what would I do for a hundred thousand dollars? But to these coaches, to the league, that's nothing. That's pocket change. So yeah, they like. Would that really make a difference for that L? Because that L could sacrifice not just for the season and how players want to do it. It also just doesn't give anything for the players too. Just imagine being the coach. And you you want you have the desire to lose on purpose. You don't want to go in. You don't want to go in the game and feel prepared and have a chance to win, or at least give them the confidence, or at least they don't even want to try. It just feels weird to drag because it doesn't just get dragged on obviously to the coach. It gets dragged on to the players. But the coaches they make the calls. They make the right plays. The wrong plays on purpose to fucking fuck up the whole team. It, it's, a, it's a very messy thing. It's a very messy thing. This can go very political with the whole racism thing. I'm not accusing anything. I'm not saying, oh, all owners are racist. All these people should be fucking revoked from a lot of things. I'm not saying they don't deserve any of this. But you would be lying if you don't think that this is easily applied in hiring processes or at least... Maybe they were like, okay, maybe we have too many white coaches. Maybe let's just get this one black coach here to kind of fit in. All right, whatever. Maybe he's that good. We can we can put him here. You know, maybe maybe the maybe the black people don't necessarily just have to be mostly the players or at least the defensive coordinator. Maybe they can actually be the head coach. You know, what I accept Mike Tomlin, other black, you know, other notable African American coaches, but. It just shows that that's a, that's a huge thing there, and that we. I'm not surprised if this is 
that's going on behind the scenes. That this is something that, at least in the hiring process, or at least just when they're waiting for these meetings, or when they're trying to get information on on the coach, and or they're w- willing to make these sacrifices, or are they willing to give them these offers that, you know, they like what the fuck are these coaches really gonna expect from? It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with for for them. But I do appreciate Brian Flores to having the balls to just kind of just... I mean, first to sue the fucking NFL. That's just just crazy. Just suing the whole league. (laughs) And and, I mean, suing obviously mostly from the perspective of the Dolphins, Broncos, and Giants. The three teams that he was in the hiring process uh, to get obviously hired to be head coach. But he's putting the whole league on notice for that, you know? Because we we know that that racism has to has to play a factor. Uh, discrimination is 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 a factor in how some of these players are. You know, I mean, some of these coaches getting treated. Some of this is getting you know warmed up, and we we just don't like that. Obviously, you know, I'm not gonna go too much go in depth too much on the racism aspect of it, but you know, it, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. But anyways. Let's get into the music. New Music Friday. Um, let's get into New Music Friday. So yesterday we had a couple decent releases. So let's start off with a couple singles. So yesterday we had Nicki Minaj uh, and Lil Baby. Their first collaboration we had, Do We Have a Problem? Question mark, um, with a nine-minute music video attached to it. Um, honestly, this song is a banger. I, li- I like this song a lot. Nicki Minaj. Um, this is her first single. In in a in a bit, this is her first single in a bit. Um, this is the first single off her new album that should be coming before summertime, as she said in the in an interview. I think it was James Corden interview, a couple days ago, and so so yeah, we are supposedly getting a new Nicki Minaj album by May, June, I don't, whatever at some point before summertime, um, and this is the lead single for it. So. Yeah, uh, Lil Baby, spaz on this. You know, Lil Baby doesn't really go... uh, He doesn't miss on features, so I'm not surprised by that. Nicki Minaj, I feel like, is a very hit or miss. With her singles, she's very hit or miss to me. Um, I can respect her. You know, she's the queen of of rap, at least now. And she's she's the second greatest female rapper ever. No denying that, right? No denying that at all. But... This song, I'm not even gonna lie, man. I really do fuck with it. The beat is hard. Um, the hook is cool. I'm not. I'm not the. The hook is not the greatest thing in the world, but uh, it's a t- it's a tolerable hook. I've heard worse from her and from other people. So honestly, I could accept it. Uh, her flow is great, man. She did. She 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 always been had a great flow. That's that's why she's always been able to. To keep up with her good rapping. That's one of her best, you know, assets. Her best abilities as a rapper. Her flow. You know, she could change it up and she definitely, you know, knows what she's doing with it. But it's a banger. I like it. Um, with Baby, it fits very well. I can see them working on other songs. I, I heard there was, there was a snippet, by the way, at the end of the music video. Where she kind of had like that Fifi kind of like of uh, flow at the end. Hit that big bam, hit you, you can't talk with shit, shit. Like that type of flow um, on another song that's probably going to be on her album coming soon. So, I don't know. And I think I heard Lil Baby on it. Like, I heard like her his vocals on it. I don't know if that's him or not. Maybe that's somebody else. But um, that sounds hard as fuck. The beat sounds hard as fuck. So, you know, 
Um, but yeah, this this is actually a pretty good single. I'm I'm definitely listening to it. I'm I'm definitely bumping to this shit as well. Um, cigarettes. Uh, Juice World dropped or Juice World's team dropped a new single. Uh, cigarettes. This is an old ass leak. I've heard this leak a while ago, but obviously they kind of changed the production. It's more of a guitar thing now. They kind of changed it up a bit. Um, it's a solid song. Um, it's all right. Nothing too crazy. Uh. But then again, Juice World. This is a Juice World at this point. Like uh, I can't even say I'm not at this point. This isn't even Juice World. Like this is just this is just Juice World's team milking shit and just releasing shit for for what? Why is this release? Like the documentary came out, the album came out. What is this coming out for? Like what the fuck? Like they don't tell me we're gonna have another album. Like come on, man. It's, just stop it already, man. Just, it's done. Like, let the man rest in peace. Please, man. Please, just, just. God. Uh, we had a new single from Snot. Uh, with Doja, not with Doja, but the song called Doja, uh, featuring ASAP Rocky. Hard. The beat, uh, hard as fuck. Um. The song itself was okay. The song was okay. ASAP's, ASAP's uh, verse was decent. Definitely could have been better, but definitely wasn't terrible. The hook was cool. Nothing too crazy either. Um, and yeah. Uh, him shooting his shot at Doja Cat, though. Respect it. You know, can't, you know, can't lie. You know, he shot his shot. You can't blame him for it. I think also Doja Cat replied to him. Because, uh, you know, the hook is you know, basic. I fucked the bitch like Doja Cat, you know. And people are assuming, wait, did he hit? Did he hit? You know. But all that shit probably is Cap. But anyways, uh, decent track themselves there. Um, who, else, who else fucking dropped? Uh, there was also a Dr. Dre M&M collab, too. I forgot what the hell it was called. What the fuck? Where is it? What's it called? All right, New Music Friday. Where the hell is it? Um... Okay, uh, you know what? Let me just look for other singles that I heard. Okay, also, uh, Don't Play That, King Vaughn, 21 Savage. That was another single that came out. Another solid track, heavy production. Uh, 21 Spaz, 21 always, never misses on features. Um, Scared Money, YG, J. Cole, Moneybag, Yo, J. Cole on a tear with the features once again. Back-to-back weeks, dropping goaded-ass features. Chill. J. Cole, chill. You haven't even dropped a song yet this year. But two verses in, and you're already the best rapper of 2022. Like, relax. Like, chill. Are we, are we dropping a new project this year or something? You're, you're going on a feature run at this point. This is crazy. But yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the, the beat, honestly. The beat was kind of generic, and YG's hook was all right. But J. Cole carried this fucking song, definitely. Uh, actually, no, Moneybag Yo was actually not that bad. But J. Cole, come on. It's Cole. It's Cole World, man. He's like that. Um, who else dropped this week? Okay, Gospel. That's what it's called between Dr. Dre and Eminem. I don't know why people aren't even talking about this song. The song is actually kind of good. Well, you know, Dr. Dre, he's a legend. But honestly, this song was... Uh, I, I, I liked it the first time I heard it, but then the second time I kind of got over it like, very quickly. It was alright. It was alright, song. It wasn't really... Anything too crazy. Also, album releases. Who dropped yesterday? Oh, yeah. Yo Gotti dropped an album yesterday. He dropped a CM10 free game. 
A couple of decent tracks. Uh, Cold Gangster with 42 Doug, STGE. Uh, Yabe with Moneybag Yo. Um, Family Tree. Some decent tracks. I have to go back to it a little, a little bit because I don't really remember a lot from it. But a couple, couple of decent tracks. Nothing nothing too crazy. You know, all right album. Mid, mid as fuck. <laughs> no, but it was all right. It wasn't terrible. Uh, Dope, Don't Sell Itself. This is the new album from 2 Chains. Um, honestly, I did like I like this album a lot. Uh, or I'm no, nah, I'm not gonna say a lot because I only heard it once. But f- a couple of songs that I did like from from the beginning, from the first listen, definitely uh, Kingpin Ghost Rider with Baby, Outstanding with Roddy Rich. I actually did like Roddy Rich on the song. So yeah, I don't I don't really. Also, I've been seeing that Roddy Rich has been getting hate uh, recently for for a new song that he dropped. Is it is it is it this feature or did he drop another song? Did he drop a new single? I don't even know. What the fuck? Did he drop a song right now? Hold on. Um Hold on. Oh wait, Roddy Rich. Okay, Roddy Rich deleted his Twitter after new music snippet received. Oh, it was new music. Okay, so Okay, so it was a snippet that he put on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and then people didn't like it. Okay, I have to hear the snippet because I never even heard the snippet. Maybe it is actually trash or not. But uh, uh, anyways, um, Outstanding, Roddy Rich was cool. Millions dollars worth of a game with 42 Doug. That's a banger. I'm not going to lie. That, that's a pretty good song. The songs with features, honestly, are pretty cool. And this album, there's a lot of features. There's 12 tracks, 32 minutes long. But every song besides two tracks have features. So a good ma- or no, three tracks, my bad. A good majority of these songs are pretty good. I'm definitely going back to this project. Uh, 2 Chains is kind of just, he drops th- good albums. I don't think 2 Chains like really drops like shitty projects. Like I don't think, like even if he doesn't drop masterpieces, classics, amazing albums, he also doesn't drop like terrible things not even mid like i don't even think he drops anything mid like i did like this album so help me god uh rapper go to i really did like rapper go to lead that album was fucking fire underrated in 2019 i did really like that album uh pretty girls like trap music like college grove with wayne like he has a, a based on a true story like he has a lot of like good above good like great projects I just don't really listen to 2 Chains that much, but damn, when I listen to him, I'm like, damn, I don't know why I don't listen to him that much, because he definitely has a lot of, like, good product. There's some that are all right, like, like the No Face, No Case is okay, the the Trap of Veli Trey, I don't even remember listening to that. Like, there's some albums that, well, I mean, there's some albums that I, never, I haven't even heard, like, the ones he dropped in 2010, 2011, because the first album I heard was the Based on a True Story, you know, and obviously the first song I heard was what? Was it, uh, it wasn't fucking, it was, a uh, No Lie? Was it No Lie with Drake, or was it, uh, It's Your Birthday? Uh, God, God, man, something Louis Stowe. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. Oh, shit, I haven't heard that song in a minute. Damn. That just brings back memories. <laughs> that brings back memories. Okay, so, uh. Damn, I would be, I remember I remember watching that music video at my grandma's. Yes, the most appropriate place to be watching that fucking music video. But uh, me, you know, obviously being a big Kanye fan in 2012, or at least starting to become a big fan of Kanye in 2012. Um, at least I knew who Kanye was in 2012. But still, um, I you know uh, my 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 
some of my cousins or my mom, you know, some of my family members, they, they like, you know, they go on uh, YouTube on demand and they see like music videos, rap songs, others music and stuff. Um, and then I remember watching this on my grandma's house on YouTube, whatever the video for birthday song. But obviously, you know, in 2012, your boy was what, nine years old. Why the hell am I watching big ass? Why am I watching ass on cakes? Why am I watching this? Definitely not the best thing for a nine-year-old to be watching at their grandma's house, nonetheless. And I'm not watching it by myself, but still, not the not the most uh, not the best time to be playing that shit. But whatever. I I liked the song when I heard it. I was like, damn, this is this is good. I was bopping my head and everything. I remember I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, is that Kanye? Kanye! Kanye! I was like, damn. But no, um, I haven't heard this song in a fucking minute. I, I remember bumping this shit too in, in um in class. Literally, I remember I literally remember listening to this fucking song in class, middle school, while there was like a fucking stu like there was some girl that had Oh my god, who had some heavy hitters behind the back and in the front as well. From the front and from the back had some heavy fucking hitters. And I think the song was playing while while I was, you know. I even I, I think even the hook played while I while I saw it. But anyways, why the fuck did I just go on a rant? why don't I just go on a tangent with, with this song? But no, song is iconic, song is goaded. Yeah, this is classic two chains music right here. Whatever. I love it. Birthday song, amazing song. Just that's what I want to be. When I turn fucking however, when I honestly shit, I don't even care. 21 years old, when I turn 21, I want an ass kick. I don't give a fuck. At this point, I don't care. Or at least so, at some point in my 20s, 21 all the way to 29 or even 20 years old, I want a cake with just ass on it or like a I'm exposing too much. Am I exposing just a little bit too much? Am I getting a little excited for no reason? Whatever. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Also, Saba dropped a new album, but I have to hear it. So that's why I didn't talk about it. But um, I'll talk about it on Monday because I have to check it out today. But anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, hopefully you did. Hopefully you did enjoy this episode. Um, I'll see you guys on Monday going over a couple other things. I've been writing down a couple ideas what I want to do for the podcast. Uh, definitely, am working on getting people on the podcast soon. Um, I am currently in touch with a couple of people that definitely would want to work soon, so that should be coming out at some point. So, so yeah, uh, follow my TikTok, Yay the Goat eighteen. That's Y E T H E G O A T eighteen. Um, how many fucking followers do I have or some shit? I don't even remember, but like. How many? Like 108, 100, not 108, like 171, 170 something, whatever. Um, you know, go check it out. That's you can see my beautiful, delicious face on fucking TikTok. Um, so, you know, you don't know who the fuck I am. You don't know what the hell I look like. You want to hear more content on music, sports, all that other good shit. You know, go check out my TikTok. Those are, you know, that's that's my my. Uh, my visual content right there. This is my audio content and the TikTok is my visual content. So so yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. Um go follow, like, share, follow my Instagram, I guess, you know. 
Jays or 1028, you know, plugging myself in. But anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this one. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.